HIV Doesn't Differentiate is brought to you by NCID's National HIV Program and Health Promotion Board. Visit go.gov.sg slash HIV test to learn more about HIV and where you can get tested. Hi, it's The Bright Side with Carol Lavinia and Shazad. And today we are chatting with Dr. Martin Chiu. He is a senior consultant dermatologist at the National Skin Centre Singapore and advisor of the DSC Clinic. Welcome to the show, Dr. Martin. Hi, call me Martin. All right, thanks so much for joining us. Now, can you tell us what are STIs? What is HIV and why should we be paying attention to it? Well, STIs are sexually transmitted infections and HIV is one of them because it is sexually transmitted. Other common STIs that we see in Singapore would include chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, herpes, warts and other smaller things or less frequently diagnosed things like mycoplasma genitalium. And you know, there are many people who actually get the two kind of mixed up or even think they are the same thing. But can you clarify the differences between HIV and AIDS? So HIV is a virus, okay, and if you're tested HIV positive, you become a person living with HIV. And if it's not detected early enough or treatment is not started early enough, immune system starts breaking down. You get a few things like unusual cancer, you get unusual infection, then you have progressed into AIDS itself, which stands for Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome. Do you happen to have facts or statistics on HIV, especially on the late stage detection? Okay, it is a bit worrisome because in Singapore, a large portion of our HIV cases are notified at late stage. That means they've gone into AIDS itself. And the proportion being detected to self-initiated HIV screening is low. 17%. That means I go for screening without any symptoms, without any worries, without anything, and I'm detected. Mm. So that is uh, self-initiated screening rather than I'm mandated to do it. Mm. I fall ill, I don't feel well or anything. So I think a lot of the emphasis is actually getting people to test early and test regularly. With this way, we can possibly reduce the amount of morbidity that's associated with HIV. Martin, I'm sure you've encountered this a lot, but what are the kind of common misconceptions people have about STIs such as HIV? Well, I think the most common thing that people get wrong, I suppose, is um, they think, oh, it'll never happen to me. I've always been very safe. Mm. I know who I have sex with. I know this person. This person looks okay. So it won't happen to me. That is probably one of the most common things I see or hear from my patients. And the other thing would be, oh, I know how to use a condom. I'll be fine. I've done this so many times. I'll be fine. So sometimes people lull into a false sense of security and be complacent. And then one mistake happens. And unfortunately... All it takes is that one time. All it takes is one time. Mm. What's another misconception is... I only have one partner, I should be fine. Only people who have sex with multiple partners Mm. uh, would get an infection. But of course, all you need is one unfortunate incident and then you can get infected with any STI and or HIV. Doc, I've got to ask you this because I've heard that there's a misconception about HIV and mosquito bites. I think that's a very common thing. People that think really? that HIV can be transmitted to mosquitoes. But mosquitoes cannot transmit HIV because they themselves cannot be infected. So therefore, you can't get HIV from a mosquito bite. Hmm. So other misconceptions include catching HIV from sharing meals. That is totally safe. Uh, sharing utensils, totally safe also. And toilet seats, totally safe. So all these that I've mentioned before are not means of transmitting HIV. 
Okay, that's good to know. Another one is that um, HIV is a death sentence, which is definitely not true. HIV has actually become like a chronic illness like diabetes because with early detection, early treatment, regular follow-up and medication, people can lead a long life, no different from others, and in relative good health. So studies have shown that people can live up to 60s and 70s having exactly the same activities as their friends around them. Can you share some other common misconceptions that people or even patients have about STIs? Well, some people don't take any action because they have no symptoms. By symptoms, I mean they feel perfectly fine. They don't have symptoms like pain while passing urine. They don't have a growth. They don't have an ulcer. They don't have a rash. So they think they are perfectly okay. And that is not correct because some of these STIs do not show any symptoms. So um, we always tell people that if you have regular partner change, to go for regular screening. Okay, Other things that... Uh, People think, okay, HIV or STIs only affect particular types of people that indulge in particular activities. STIs and HIV is non-discriminatory and can affect anyone and everyone. So everyone should be testing regularly and screening regularly, even though they've got no symptoms, feel perfectly fine and take charge of their own personal health. So how can we protect ourselves from STIs and even HIV? So we always talk about the ABCD. I've got my own set of ABCDs, which I shall also share here. So first, A would be abstinence. Okay, so practice abstinence and not having casual partners. So that's usually possible, but sometimes it's not about me. It's about my partners. So partner choice is also fairly important. And because STIs are something that's potentially um, stigmatised, so advocacy is another A that we should be, be aware of. And B is also being faithful to your current partner. The other B that I always talk about also is behavioural change. If you are aware that you are in danger, change your behaviour. If you're aware that you've had or been diagnosed with an STI, change your behaviour. Mm. And that is probably the most difficult B to do, behavioural change. And that also applies to general health. I should exercise more, I should smoke less, I should not take um, high salt food. So it's the behavioural change. Very difficult in food-obsessed Singapore for sure. C would be condom use but it's not just using a condom it's also correct and consistent use of a condom and of course D would be early detection anything that is detected early can be treated or managed before it becomes something a lot more serious I add in an E here which is to educate ourselves educate the people around us educate our friends and family and with education comes empowerment next E so Martin, I know this is probably an obvious question, but why is it important for us to know our HIV status by getting tested at least once and to get testing early? So although HIV is not curable, individuals living with HIV infection who are on effective treatment can live healthy lives, no different from the rest of the population. So I think it's important to be detected early, treated early and remain on treatment and follow-up. Furthermore, a patient who is HIV positive can still look healthy. So the only way to know is through testing. Early detection and diagnosis and treatment is key to the best possible health outcomes. Early treatment saves lives. So how often should someone get tested? Well, I think everyone should know their HIV status. So everyone should be tested at least once. And if you think you may be at risk, 
test more frequently, for example, every three to six months. Thank you, Martin. You know, it's been a very enlightening chat. Now, we're going to be sharing more on the need to get tested and early testing in the next episode. So stay tuned next week as we chat with Dr. Martin Cho from the National Skin Centre. Thanks for tuning in to HIV Doesn't Differentiate, brought to you by NCID's National HIV Programme and Health Promotion Board. Visit go.gov.sg slash HIV test to learn more about HIV and where you can get tested.